Live from their messy office in their dingy basement dungeon, it's the Rad Years Podcast! Hi! Hey everybody. I just, it just, that song just feels like it deserves an intro. It does. Uh, sorry, I'm struggling here, but, but while I... Struggling. Digital calliope music? Christmas music that you played? That was 8-bit Christmas music. That was, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. If you're listening on YouTube, you heard my intro song. That was by uh, YouTuber Chef Elf. You can go find all his music at chefelf.com slash music. He did 8-Bit Christmas. He did 31 songs. Uh, if you just search an 8-Bit Christmas full album by Chef Alf, you could get all 31 of his songs for 31 days in December. Because who doesn't want to listen to Christmas music until the 31st? Oh, fuck. What are you, what's, we're struggling with Squeezer over there. What's going on? Uh, I forgot my, my Hulk Hogan bottle opener upstairs. Oh, you forgot? You want me to fill while you go get your bottle opener? Uh, other than that, I'm going to break my desk. Yeah, go get your bottle opener. I'll, I'll fill All with right. the kids. This is a good show. Great. <sighs> We're off to a great start, everybody. Really cooking with oil. That's what. Uh, it's like when you forget to put the oil in your pan. It's the opposite of cooking with oil. Let's kill this music. I'll start. Um, Squeezer and I are a little late coming on live tonight because we were doing phantoms ice hockey we are live on the nhl network tonight so if any of you are watching across the u.s and canada that was uh i was me and squeezer and a bunch of other of our comrades doing uh the hockey game phantoms versus the charlotte checkers on the nhl network tonight and um yeah yeah that's why they went into overtime um the Phantoms won, and um, then we had to drive home, and this is why we are coming on late, and usually I could feel better, but I should have went into a squeezer lunch lady story, but I promise, Enchantress is under the weather, she's feeling sick, and she's she's down in bed, and she's only, uh, she's weaning off the NyQuil, and I didn't want to keep her up all night with bad impressions. So, I know, right? So I just said why we were late. Because uh, oh. I told everyone we were watching, or we weren't watching, we were doing the game live on NHL. So I'm sure there's plenty of listeners who are watching that game. Well, today. they just went from one to the other. Right. They just were watching just... us on NHL Network, and now they're listening to us live on YouTube or, you know, tomorrow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to rate and review. Hey, Lee, catching us live. Awesome. Yes, he's starting late, 11-11. Make a wish for us to be live. No, you got it. I wanted to go over some news with you, Squeezer. Yes. You say that, do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know, maybe. <laughs> I don't think you do. You don't follow GhostbustersNews.com like I do. No. No. Well, uh, first of all, Sony Pictures announced Slimer will return in Ghostbuster Frozen Empire. Good. After missing 
and Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, we had Muncher. Right, we had Muncher. Um, Which is terrifying in itself. But of course, Slimer's not going to be there. He lives in New York. Yeah, that makes sense. Right, now they're back in New York. So we will have Slimer back. Um, and uh, last minute Ghostbusters Frozen Empire filming. They did some last minute filming. That's why uh, uh, McKenna Grace had to skip out on some cons. And um, they are they're done. And uh, the director celebrated with a shot of all decorated for Christmas of the famed firehouse in Manhattan, lower Manhattan there. Beautiful place. Um, then, uh, the last bit of news is Dan Aykroyd reveals Ghostbuster Frozen Empire plot details causes character resentful, um, while discussing his crystal head vodka brand, they, uh, quickly turn to Frozen Empire. He says, we're ready to go in March with a spectacular new release, a great story, and it's going to be hot and really fun. Scary, whole new generation, handing it to the kids. And when pressed for details of the plot by Dana Carvey and uh, David Spade on their Fly on the Wall podcast, Aykroyd said he would rather keep it secretive, only saying, an entity is found in the psychometrically-charged objects. Psychometrically, there it is, psychometrically-charged object. (laughs) It took a bit. I do not uh, enthusiastic... Uh, no, so um, likely the most significant bit of news from Frozen Empire discussion is Aykroyd talking about the return of his character race dance, revealing that this time around he's kind of resentful. I do the enthusiastic, wants to believe everything, kind of resentful, wants to believe everything, kind of resentful that things have passed him by Ghostbuster in this one because he's no longer licensed. Mm. Mm. I wonder if it's going to be his bad mojo and then he has to come back around to. They're going to have to hose him down again? Mm-hmm. Hose him. <coughs> but why am I dripping with ooze? <laughs> so, yeah, that is news out of the Ghostbuster front. Um, on comicbook.com, I read this headline, The Lost Boys Getting Musical with The Conjuring yeah, I... Patrick Wilson's <laughs> producing. Why the fuck <coughs> would that? You have been coffee. Did you just eat something? No, it's from walking up those damn stairs. Oh man. Yeah, I'm out of shape. Oh, you were was it we were at the lunch, dinner today and we, you were coughing a bit. Was that from a pepper or is it do you have like oh, acid? No, that reflux? that was the pepper. That was oh, okay. like lot, uh, hot cuz it was karma cuz I just was bitching the bread. I'm like, "You know what? The uh, the hot's just not hot enough." And he's like, "Yeah, it's you're right, it's not." And then like my next scoop and like this hot pepper, like right in the back of my throat, and it it was like burning the entire time. Hmm. No, this is the traditional <clears throat> starting to get late at night, and this thing works itself back up. Okay. Yeah, it's been about the f- uh, like a month now. It's fun. Well, anyway, back to Lost Boys. Sorry to yeah. divert. No, no. Um, there were some direct-to-video sequels that were shit, and there was an option for CW for a TV show, but now I guess they're making a musical. Yeah, if it's anything, you didn't watch, uh, do you watch any of Thanksgiving Day parades? I didn't watch it this year, no. Uh, you didn't see the Back to the Future musical performance? I did not. 
Yeah, so if it's anything like that, I mean anything, like ten times better, it's going to be fucking awful. Um, Will there be a shirtless saxophone player? God. I would hope so. They like just He's uh in Rad Years Canon. Yes. Um I still believe. Uh goddamn. Yeah. Just gotta be like working the audience, like out in the crowds. Just love Tim Capello's crotch thrusting towards my face yeah. while he's all glistening with his saxophone. That's the best oh. money ever spent. That Tim yeah, Capello that, that cameo. Was... Jim Capello. Or... Tim Capello. What? Tim Capello. Tim? Oh, okay. Because I was just one of the producers has a name that looks a lot like that, but Capra. I'm just no Tim being Capello. Racist is... against Italians, yeah. I guess. Oh hi, is he? What are you crying about? Uh, probably the Lost Boys musical. Probably. Yeah. You know, if it gets people work. And, uh, sure, sure. Yeah, I yeah, just don't want right? to see that. Maybe, maybe, uh, who am I to poo poo a, a Lost Boys musical? I, well, I am someone, I'm a big Lost yeah. Boys fan. I'm probably like, I don't know, there's not many Lost Boys fans, but I'm one of them. No, no, I, I enjoy it. I, if you said, Do you like the Lost Boys? I would say yes. And if you said, Are you a Lost Boys fan? I would say no. Yeah, I celebrate uh, the entire movie um, and the soundtrack, uh, which I have on Voinal. Um, well, soon you can celebrate the entire catalog. Yeah. No, I, I don't musical. celebrate the entire catalog because the, the sequels suck. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. Well, hopefully the music, the musical uh, upends that, uh, that losing track. And uh, you have some new canon added to the, uh, the Lost Boys canon. I doubt it ever gets made. Speaking of never gets made, there's an American Girl doll movie in the works. Oh. Is it going to be uh, prohibitively expensive to even go see it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially if you want to buy clothes mm. that match the movie to go see it. Mm. Um, another a big headline that caught my attention was Stranger Things creator has cryptic call sheet tease for season five. He posted on Instagram, see you after the holidays with a character call sheet, Joyce Byers, Jim Hopper, Mike Wheeler, Nancy Wheeler, Jonathan Byers, Eleven, Lucas Sinclair, Dustin Henderson, Will Byers, Karen Wheeler, Steve Harrington, Something Crossed Out, Robin Buckley, and Murray Bowman. Um, that's, uh, that's, that's someone's crossed out there. Mm-hmm. Who do you think? Is it Vecna? Oh, Max isn't on there. Max Mayfield's not on there. Oh. Well, I mean, she's still comatose, right? She is. And uh, Martin Brenner's not on there, but I'm pretty sure he's dead. Yeah, um, didn't they kill Brenner like... Yeah, oh, they, no, he did make it out. He made it out, but they he was in season five, and I think she finally whacked him there. Um, when he was killed by the sniper in that military raid there. Hmm. But Max was shown in a coma. And, uh, you know, stuff like this, you're never really dead. Just like Brenner, we thought he was dead at first, and he wasn't. Yeah. Uh, 
the call sheet is for Stranger Things Season 5, Chapter 1. Uh, so that means, you know, Max could come back and there is also I would, for boating. Uh, you, you, you invest a lot in the Max to kill her off that way without any real payoff. Right. She, she's not like one. She's not like Bob or Eddie whose purpose was to come in and die. But they're going to be like 30 by the time we, we oh, what is he saying? Well, Ecto Cooler be back. What, time will tell. We got to listen to that final wall podcast. Lunch lady can stop by and make Squeezer feel better. Aw, oh, thanks. Yeah, I, Lee said, finally season five, the actors will be in the 30s. Can't wait to see that. Yeah, that's what I'm <laughs> saying. They're going to be so fucking old by the time. If they're just getting started filming after the fucking holidays, God <laughs> They're going to need that Harrison Ford. Uh, right. The de-aging. When are we going to, when the fuck are we going to get the, ep- the the show? Because there's this is an effects heavy show. We're not going to get season five of Stranger Things till 2025. We'll get GTA fucking before we'll get Stranger Things. But, I mean, good things are worth waiting for, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, that's all the news I've pulled that I thought was worthy of pulling. There are some... Worthy? Cool... You, you don't think the big uh, trailer release news for tomorrow morning isn't... Uh... What is... Oh, 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 oh. Yes, 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 yes. The Beverly Hills Cop series? Is it a series or... Is it a new just movie? Just a, a movie. Or like a mini-series, like a two-part movie. I didn't even know. I knew they were doing something with it, but until... What was who uh, who posted it in the group? Oh, no, it's Beverly Kills Cop 4. Yeah. So it was a fourth movie. Summer 2024 release date. Yeah. So trailer drops tomorrow trailer drops tomorrow i i felt like it was always in the works but never going anywhere so this is something that's actually happening now and i i am one of the few people on this planet who love beverly hills cop 3 i love beverly hills cop 3 well then you and i are some of the few people on the planet who love beverly hills cop 3 it is not well liked really yeah I didn't know that. It, it might it might actually be my favorite one. It is my favorite one. Absolutely my favorite one. It was the first one I saw. That's probably why. Yeah. Because I saw that one, and then I went back and saw the other two. But I, three was three was my first. Never forget your first, Squeezer. Same with um, got... Caddyshack. I saw Caddyshack 2 before I saw Caddyshack 1. I mean, he's wearing an elephant head. They got a it's ton of love that... in this Wonder World. <laughs> It's got animatronic dinosaurs. Wonder World, Wonder World. And it's got the Hanai Halaito 3000. Yeah. I-, I didn't know people didn't like that North one. North Dakota, <laughs> South Dakota, Minnesota, Minnesota <laughs> Illinois. I just fucking died as a kid when that little gimmick happened when he <laughs> played the music out of the Hanai later. Yeah, on Ron Tomatoes, let's pull it up. Uh, Beverly Hills Cop 3, 1994, and it's 11% on the critic to- tomato meter and audience oh. score of 35%. Hmm. And they say, wholly unsatisfying. We know every twist, turn, and loop-de-loop of Beverly Hills Cop 3. This is like a Wonder World roller coaster we've been on way too many times. And it may be the last time Eddie gets to get off and explore the rest of the park. <laughs> Wrong. 
Wrong. So wrong. A dismal third outing for Eddie Murphy as Detroit Cop Out. Let's see. This is a one good review. It's got. That's a good review. Six here's no. no I got, it's got six fresh out of uh, fifty rotten. Uh, the movie isn't nearly as fresh as the first cop flick, but I must admit that the whole lot more enjoyable than uh, the the Beverly Hills Cop too. I'm not. I can't even read the fucking word he wrote. That's too <laughs> smart for me. It's a damn oh, is it of... a film critic word that's big and Con- not used and temptable crashathon? I don't know. Contemptible. Uh, Contemptible? Yeah, there it is. Okay. <laughs> the picture's <laughs> overall success is due in no small part to its ongoing emphasis on scenes and sequences of a thoroughly agreeable nature. Okay, so there's a few positive reviews. All right. Uh, but I love it. It's my favorite. And uh, Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't know that Beverly Hills Cop was supposed to, like, bend my mind and... <clears throat> Her, you know, I think it was originally supposed to be a Die Hard or something like that, or its own movie, and then they made it a Beverly Hills Cop. Hmm. I know this is a Beverly Hills Cop three episode, but here I got the let's go to Wikipedia. Um, do 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 do. I'll go to the trivia. The, yeah, there. Film features number of cameo. Development. Mm. So, asked in 1989 about a third installment, Murphy said, There's no reason to do it. I don't need the money, and it's not going to break any new ground. How often can you have Axel Foley talk fast and get into a place he doesn't belong? But these motherfuckers are developing scripts for it. They're in pre-production. The only reason to do a cop three is to beat the bank. Paramount ain't going to write me no check as big as I want to do something like that. If I do a cop three, you can safely say, oh, he must have got a lot of money. Well, I guess he must have <laughs> got a lot of money. Maybe it wasn't. Huh. Well, he said he was very picky about this fourth one, that he wouldn't do it until the script was right. Hmm. <laughs> Just like he wouldn't do this one. <laughs> yeah. They got lots of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He originally wrote the story as the, uh, Die Hard in a theme park. Steven D'Souza. Yeah. So, yeah, it was originally written as a diehard in a theme park. I don't know if it was written for this as a diehard in a theme park, but um, they filmed it at Paramount's Great American because Knott's Berry Farm turned him uh, down. He got $15 million for it. That's a lot of money in 1989 or 1994, in, I should say. Yeah, that's, I mean, was it was at $30 now, roughly. It's a lot Double. of money. <laughs> It's, yeah. of, it's fifty million is a lot of money in twenty fucking twenty three. Yeah. So. All right. Um, what what year was that? Ninety four. Brent Ratner, uh, who does not direct movies anymore because I guess he was a flaming asshole, wanted wanted to do um, a uh, I believe he wanted to do a Beverly Hills Cop movie. Never got off the ground. Uh, let's see. What? The, oh, this is like an article. You're making me read, you assholes. I mean, I, do we really need any more information about Beverly Hills Cop no. Three? You don't have to read. I'm trying to get you out of reading, Squeezer. All right. So, Tom Cruise got 15 million in '94 for Interview with a Vampire. Mm. So, yeah. I mean, that's like I would assume that's like top salaries at the time. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, Jody Foster got fifteen million for Anna and the King. That seems like that was the top. Oh, here we go. That was the top quote. Uh, well, Arnie was. Arnold got twelve million for Terminator Two. That was a few years earlier. So this is what we know. Oh, he, he mm. got twenty. He got about twenty million for True Lies. Well, that was a which big that movie. makes sense. So yeah, so fifteen million at the time is like the yeah. top of the list. So, the premise: after the death of an old friend, again, Detroit Police Department Lieutenant Axel Foley returns to Beverly Hills again to investigate corruption within the police department with his daughter and her ex-boyfriend. Again, her ex-boyfriend is actually played by jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Hmm. Who becomes Axel's new partner? Kevin Bacon's in it. Bronson Pinoche is back as Sarge. Oh, great. that's great. Sarge. Sarge. John Ashton's back as Billy. Paul Reiser's in it. Judge Reinhold's back. Billy Rosewood. Sweet. So, yeah, the whole gang's back. All right. Well, I guess we should, uh, you know, this isn't a um, Beverly Hills Cop show. No, Um, this is a Christmas commercial show. And we're going to start (laughs) with, I believe, you this week, right? Oh, fun. So here is Squeezer's first pick for retro Christmas commercials that we scoured from YouTube Rips Part 3. Old Winter's Eve, Bertie and Grimace wandered McDonald's land in search of... A gift for Ronald! Got any bright ideas? When lo and behold, a little star hopped from the heavens and twinkled down to Earth. Look, Grimace, a falling star! Ooh, maybe we can catch it! And so they did. You'll make the perfect gift for Ronald. The little star was wrapped and ribboned and given... But, oh dear me, Twinkle, it didn't. You see, Bertie and Grimace, a star can never belong just to me. It belongs way up high for everyone to see. So let's wish him home where he'll twinkle and glow. And so they did as they stood in the snow. Look, the star's back at home in the sky. Good as new. And I have the best gift of all, friends like you. Happy holidays from McDonald's. Ah, no! I love that commercial. That nothing says Christmas like Ronald being like, "You stupid fucks! <laughs> you can't give me don't a you know star." And I, I, you don't. I'm the star. star. I'm the fucking star. I'm Ronald McDonald. If I want a star, I'll buy my own star. No, um, he's the fucking star. You well, fat yeah, fuck, no. grimace. Grim- hey, 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 hey. <laughs> so there's my favorite thing about this commercial. And that is um, Grimace's vest and earmuffs. I I kind of want it. <laughs> that's that's how like you look today. Like as my ward. <laughs> it is kind of how I look today. Cause, oh, okay. Yeah, pretty much. But I would. I'm just glad I didn't wear my purple hoodie today, and I wore my red one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Grimace's apparently Grimace doesn't have enough insulation in him that he still needs to wear a puffy vest. You need a white uh, puffer vest for your for your what your purple 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at this now. Well, is it white or is it a little off? I feel like it's a lighter purple. Or is that just the bleed of 90s uh, video? I feel like it's a like a, a, a like a light purple, like yeah, a lavender. It is. It might be a lavender, yeah. Okay. Uh, Birdie's got like a sweet little winter pom uh, pom uh, beret on in her scarf. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I I I gotta give a credit. Someone on Reddit pointed out um, that what they're doing is just awful because clearly the star is sentient, and they captured it. Yeah, they're like, get in the box, fucker. Get in the box, star. We're gonna um, wrap you. You can't breathe. Yeah, that's what he was. He was hyperventilating. It's like when you. It's like capturing a, a, a look, look at Grimace when, when he's explaining Firefly. It, Grimace is like eyes go down like he's too fucking stupid to comprehend. Can I Duh? eat that, Ronald? Yeah. Birdie's like, oh my goodness, this creature that we took Birdie's and crying. imprisoned is dying. Yeah, she's covering her eyes because she's crying because yeah. she knows Ronald's going to slap the shit out of her as soon as they <laughs> go off air with this. She recognizes shame. She's self-aware. Uh, Grimace is, Grimace is like, like, we did good. <laughs> <laughs> Grimace, um, Gr- Grimace is probably has fucking mongoloid strength. So, you know, he's not he's not going to fuck. Ronald's not going to fuck with him. But, you know, Birdie's getting this. She's going to he's going to pull up that giant fucking shoe and smack the fucking shit out of her with it. <laughs> got to knock her be, fucking beak do off. Do you think he's that kind of like gang boss where he just oh, like, yeah. beats his minions he's gonna down? Be like, what the fuck were you thinking? Thinking, boom. Or you think he even does it? He just has Hamburglar take her out back. He'll he'll rough her up a bit, and then yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll it's like, like rabble, rabble. Does he does he put her feathers in the vice? Is it like casino and just taking a hammer to him? Go on your wings. They, you mean he, he plucks her feathers? Yeah. Listen, um, Hamburglar. What? I want you to steal more than just her burgers. <laughs> <laughs> her innocence. Wrap that up and give it to me. Like she wrapped up that star. I, I do like the image of McDonald's Land as a, uh, a Sopranos gangster. Mayor McCheese is on the payroll. He's completely corrupt. Yeah, they're all on McDonald's. They're all on Ronald's fucking tit. Yeah. He's running the show, man. Yeah, they, they know where their bread's buttered. Right. These um, kids aren't going to fucking eat this garbage and keep making us money if we fucking cross Ronald. Now, this extremely, very quickly, dark twist aside, I do absolutely, I adored this commercial as a kid, and I still love it. See, there, there was two others I like more than this. The ice skating commercial with no words whatsoever. The yeah, that is weird good. Ronald just ice skating with the kid. And the one where, like, the little girl runs away and wants to come to McDonald land. And Ronald, oh, yeah. Ronald knows all these, like, things about her life. Like, Ronald, what the fuck? Are you fucking... Bye. Are you stalking me? Well, I I feel like it's an alternate universe that they live in, and Ronald has like easy access and passage to it. It's like the it's like the upside down. Just uh, Ronald's like Vecna. Yeah, he's like he's like Vecna with uh, trans fats. I mean, he's your like, time's oh. up. <laughs> I guess if you eat um, uh, McDonald's long enough, you're he, fucking everyone's time is up. Um, yeah. I, when was the last time I had McDonald's? 
don't know. I love Ronald's big yellow mittens too. Looks. He's like wearing the same outfit though. He just yeah. Well, a the big the big on. yellow mittens are so he doesn't bruise Birdie when he smacks the shit out of oh, her. Okay. It's like they're like phone books in his hand. Yeah, exactly. There, there's just something about this, though, like the, the intangible feeling that I get watching it still that I, I had then. Like, same thing, like when I see, like, like I want a the animated intro to the real Ghostbusters. Like, it's this warm, fuzzy feeling that I can't describe, but it's just there. It's called and Hunger Squeezer. Commercial is, <laughs> has that. I want french fries that taste like beef fat. Yes. I don't know. There's just something that struck me about putting the star in the box that I just loved so much. I don't know why. Mm. He's so sad. Makes sense. Little, yeah. little animated star. Yeah. Um, but then they set him free. You know, he returns to his friends mm-hmm. for everyone to enjoy. And it's not really a McDonald's commercial either. They're not selling you anything. They're sending messages of love and joy and, and happiness at the holidays. They're just wishing you – it's McDonald's wishing you a happy holiday. They weren't selling you anything or marketing themselves in any way whatsoever. Right. They're just a massive corporation sending out a pleasant message. That's all they were doing. Yeah. That's it. Nothing else. Yep. Well, uh, is that all you got about uh, that corporate shilling? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Here's some corporate shilling of my own. Now there's a Marvel Spider-Man trading card. Three inside specially marked boxes of Cookie Crisp. This is when Cookie Crisp was still with Ralston brand cereals. You know, the dog food <laughs> brand of cereals. But people say that, but Ralston Purina. Ralston started as like a, a Kook uh, Kellogg's type cereal manufacturer. And then they went on to make licensed uh, boxed sugar. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the, this Cookie Crisp was still... So they originally had the the wizard, then they went to the cop and the cookie crisp burglar and the dog, and then they ditched the cop and then they ditched the burglar and it was just the dog because it went to General Mills, who now owns it. And then I believe when it was just with Ralston, they did a Christmas version that had red and green uh, dyed cookies in it. Uh, then they they did a uh, a sugar cookie crisp. Uh, not uh, only a few years ago that was uh, regular vanilla cookies with red and green sprinkles on the cookies. But um, this was another cereal with a, a, a oh, I got one. I'm going to rewind on. I got to pan down. Um, so uh, mm-hmm. you said pan down. Uh, pot down. I meant um, you can actually pan audio down squeezer. I, I know, but that's, I think, can you? Or no, you can only pan it out. You can't pan it down. Uh, you I don't, know. I don't can, care. You can tilt it down. You, you can, can tilt it you out. You can tilt it out. Uh, so it starts with uh, the the cop stringing up Cookie Crisp on uh, around his tree, which was a thing mm-hmm. back then. Uh, There's a lot of commercials where you'd take your cereal and you'd make strings around your tree with it. Well, yeah, because they wanted to sell you more cereal that you were going to uh, then just throw out. Right. And then... Um, popcorn. 
some I wanted to do all those things. We, my mom never approved of any of these. I wanted to do kicks, Captain Crunch, Cookie Crisp. Then like some I magic. Think we might have done kicks. So, but on our second tree, remember I showed you the picture and we had a, a yes, second fake tree in the, the kitchen? Second fake tree. Because yeah. God forbid you put something that isn't white and doily on the fancy tree. Sure. Guy can't do that. Then while they sneak in the artificial flavor a graphic on the bottom right, Magic puts uh, chocolate chips on the cookies he's stringing up. Uh, and that Magic smash cuts to the burglar as Santa uh, with the dog as the reindeer, Rudolph, leading the way. And he's got a big bag of uh, tricks and they run right in because he's not looking to a snowman and the snowman head falls on um, the burglar and they crash into the cop's house. Way to go, crash into the fucking cop's house. Now, the cop and the burglar are both dressed as Santa, which is odd. And being that it's the Christmas spirit, he invites them in to enjoy some cookie crisp with him. Isn't that entrapment? Yeah, he's probably going to fucking book them afterwards. But, you mm. know, at least they got to eat what their desired cookie crisp. Um, Then it cuts to a giveaway. Uh Marvel's Spider-Man, the TV show, um, cards, trading cards, free inside every box of Christmas or just regular cookie crisp from Ralston. So, yeah, I thought that was a, uh, a fun little animated um, jaunt through our memories. Uh, I could push on to you now Squid. man we're only huh. we're on your second pick and we're only 33 minutes into this yeah this is like it's like the music ones we're like i remember this commercial i like it right yeah don't worry my next one it's gonna take some time here's your next one came a long way. You see, Grandma lives way down here. And you live way up there. Brian, your cousin, he's a little bit older than you. He lives here in Chicago. And your Aunt Lisa, whom you haven't met yet, lives here in Baltimore. Well, that would be your Uncle Ernie. Sells swimming pools or something. Oklahoma, I think. New York City. Way out in Hawaii. Oh, but no matter where Grandma lives, we'll always be together. Christmas. We know how much being together means at the holidays, and Cheerios is happy to be part of the family. I think you just ate Dallas. Happy holidays from Cheerios. That would be Uncle George. He lives in the desert. If I'm remembering this commercial right, I was like, wait, is this the Cheerios one? The, yeah. The woman who plays the grandma. Did you do yes. your research on this? Yes. Do you know what she's in? Yes. Am I going to ask you a question? Was she the woman who eats the fertilizer in Stranger Things? Yes. Ah, I knew it. Yes, Doris Driscoll, the one with the rats in the basement. Yeah, she looked and old in that fucking commercial back in 99, right? That's when it's from? That was 99, yeah. Uh, she's, I think she's 87, 88 now. So that would have put her at like 60-something then. Crazy. Yeah, uh, I mean, a aging is different now. It is different now. Uh, um thank god yeah i i was trying to think like when I, when i read that i'm like no that can't be the right person because she was old in 99 now we obviously i mean there's every single rip has the same fucking commercials on it so yeah i was watching this and i'm like that looks like the fucking 
woman from the basement at Stranger Things. But I didn't look it up because I was like, I'm not doing this fucking commercial. I don't even remember it in 1999. <laughs> yeah, that's Squeezer's job. Sure. Um, and then when you when I heard the audio, I was like, oh, I wonder if this is the grandmother of Cheerios one. And then I heard the Cheerios at the end. I'm like, it is. So I was like, I wonder if he knows if that's her. Yeah. Yeah. I I do. I genuinely like this commercial because even back then I was a jaded high school kid or whatever. <laughs> But babies are cute. And it was just like a warm, fuzzy commercial. It was something nice. And but I I don't know, there's something about her, the way she kinda like disses uh Uncle Ernie who sells swimming pools or something. Like in my head, like there's something deep down there where they just dismiss each other and don't talk at family gatherings. Mm. I like that. Um <laughs> uh, anyway, so the whole idea is like it's Christmas, so you know they get together, and it's you know grandmother and her and her new baby, and she's showing how the family is spread apart. Fast forward uh, twenty one years to twenty twenty, and everyone's you know like apart, you know everyone's separated. We got uh, uh, social distancing and all that. So someone presents the idea on TikTok. Hey, remember that Cheerios commercial where it was like, yeah, everyone was like apart, but like together because of Cheerios or whatever. You should update that. So they did. And they released. I didn't actually like watch it, watch it because I was kind of I was half watching it and shooting a hockey game at the same time. Um, but the the baby is now 20 uh, something uh, and uh, does a whole uh, FaceTime with Grandma when Grandma has a box of Cheerios delivered to the door. Um, although the box of Cheerios has just a sticky note on it that says, "Is it the same Grandma?" Yeah. Oh, yeah. no way. It's the same same baby, same actress, uh, and the same Grandma, and they got together and they updated the spot. And, like at the time, too, people like loved it. It was very, I mean, it was no. Um, uh, no group of celebrities singing Imagine in their kitchen. But, <laughs> you know, it was something at the time to give you some feels. Mm-hmm. That that That's something that isn't going to age well. It didn't, hasn't already. It, 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 <laughs> aged, <laughs> it aged horribly the second they released it. At the, at the time. You're like, okay, this is... You're trying to make this a thing. No, people and, shit all over it the second it came out. Oh, I know. But they were trying it, to It was it uh, Gal Gadot. And they're like, oh, this is uh, pretty schmaltzy. Clearly trying, trying to make it, yeah. make it into something. Here. Oh, you You're poor celebrities are suffering in your mansions. Yes. Meanwhile, us introverts are just praising. Right. We, <laughs> we, praising we've talked God. multiple times of how, I know it's horrible to say because people actually lost loved ones and it was a, people lost their jobs and it was a bad situation for a lot of people. But you and I, man, it was great. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was great. I don't know. You coughed. It. I don't know if you're serious there. No, that was that was a real cough, but a yeah. not serious cough. It was like, I mean, you can't say it was great, but uh, for people with a, uh, I don't want to say social anxiety disorders. I, uh, I we we weren't we were used our whole my whole adult life. I worked nights and weekends, and I don't know you don't know what that's like, Squeezer, but. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just yeah, I throw that in for Jake. Dick. <laughs> um, no, you and I both our entire adult lives work nights and weekends, and all of a sudden, from March 13th of 2020 till the pretty much the fall of 20 
20, we did not have nights and weekends to work anymore. And yeah. we got to go home and just live our lives and be normal. But it was also the, the thing I hate the most is doing stuff, but mm -hmm. there was nothing to do. So it wasn't like you're now not working and you have to fill this time doing stuff. Um, you know, because normal people like your wife and Enchantress, they, they like to do stuff, I think, right? No, Mrs. Squeezer doesn't like doing things. Well, Enchantress doesn't really like it either, but she at one point she did. And who knows? I'm just saying, like, like normal people like to do stuff, but there was nothing to do. So we couldn't do anything. So you're stuck at home and with nothing to do, and it was fucking... See, I like doing things more, but the things that I like to do don't involve society. Oh, so. yeah. Well, no, we played Animal Crossing. We went for a walk. There's tons of walking. There was mm -hmm. so much cooking that we were running the dishwasher sometimes twice a day. <laughs> like, it was fucking great. Like, I, we were at fucking the, the rail trail, like, every day. It was beautiful. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a... A lot of drinking. Yeah, probably too much. Yeah, like, the depths of alcoholism, sure. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say it was great. It was great. I okay. look back on it like fucking and and like like people all I did screaming at, screaming at their phones right now. I know, I know people are you know, so mad at us, but I had a blast. Well, we made the best of it. We did of a bad situation. Right, right. We did. We we that's what we did. We made the best out of a bad situation. You were I, um. When did you come I, back to I, work? I wouldn't say July. The, uh, live show a day was the best thing to do. Yeah, we were doing our live daily show. When did you come back to the office, July? I, I, I honestly don't even remember. I think it was the I beginning really... of July. I brought you back. I think so. Because you were doing stuff from home. and um... I was doing the boxing show. And the, uh, did I start yeah, the that boxing... right away? Uh, no, that wasn't until May. That was we got back. I was, de I was developing it. Because I remember I stopped by in the parking lot and I got like a spindle of DVDs. But that wasn't until May. It wasn't until May. That was May, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't come up with the SEN slate of shows till May. Yeah. So we had, uh, we pretty much had um, March and half of March and all of April just waiting. We did, we did, uh, we did some stuff, but I don't know how we got here. But um, oh, uh, the Cheerios, the Cheerios uh, commercial. updated commercial yeah. on TikTok. But yeah, it was a, it was very. Uh, uh, it's a sweet commercial, and the baby is just adorable. Like even jaded uh, Squeezer, you know, love loves uh, adorable You're babies. Not jaded. You have two kids. You can't not love babies. Yeah, I mean, I I love all babies when they're even not in my presence. If they're on TV, they're adorable. And like I, I love, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of kids. I like my kids. My kids are great. Sometimes Other people's right? kids can go, you know, f off. You know, they're just. Annoying. They smell. Baby smell. loud. They don't smell. The what is it? <laughs> the old ones. The, the young ones do. <laughs> Thanks. Um. All right. Well, are we still on Cheerios, or should we move on to my uh, weird we, next we can, one? We can move on before we, you know, say something else to piss people off. I mean, that's the whole show. Fair enough. All right, here is my next. This is a long one, so bear with it. It tells a long story. Roar. Let's see. I'm going to pause it right before the end. I'm going to let you see if you can guess. I mean, you probably watched it, so you probably know. But if you didn't, I'm going to let you guess what it's for. 
you guess what this is for don't look at i hope uh, you didn't look it up no, no i know what it's for oh you saw the commercial no not that i i remember this from looking it up like previous come like oh, i just i think it. it's because it's just so absurd it's all right hallmark a wish that all our families can be together this christmas home that's, that's like a four-hour hallmark commercial uh, yeah so um Let's go back to the beginning. Mm. So they show up. I'm going to kill you in a theater rewinding. They show up uh, in, a, in a snowstorm. They get out of the station wagon. And I, I don't even know. what I can't even place a year on this spot. Hang on. I'm pulling it I up think now. the grandfather in this is the old man with the, the salt shovel from Home Alone. Hmm. I'm not sure. I just, I just, it just came to me while I was watching it this time. Oh, you know what? Yeah. I was like, wait, I heard his voice. I'm like, oh, that sounds familiar. And then I thought about it again. I'm like, oh, maybe that's maybe uh... a little thinner. He's actually kind of thin. He's just got that big old beard. Yeah. Maybe it's the beard that throws you in Home Alone. Robert Blossoms passed away in the, uh, at the age of 87 in 2011. Um, doesn't have his commercial credits. Uh, Wait, 2011 and 87? Yeah, he was born in 1924. Okay, so if, if this is even 90, it was a little earlier, 
So that means he's like mid again. That would put him at like mid sixties. Well, you said people age differently. Yeah, like fuck, man. I mean, he he appeared in his final film role in 1995 in The Quick and the Dead. That was his final. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, let's see if I could find that Robert Blossom's Hallmark commercial. Mm, it no. doesn't say. Just he says he's known for the neighbor and Home Alone, but I'm pretty sure it's him. It looks like him. It sounds like him. But he always had a beard, and this guy's clean shaven, so maybe it's not. Maybe I'm full of shit. All right. Anyway, maybe they they pull up, they get out of the station wagon, which looks like a '60s station wagon. You come in, you see him through the bay window. There's a grandfather. They're decorating the tree, so they're at grandma's house. But there's a storm. And it's voiced over, and he's like, um, it's Christmas, but my brother's working in Europe. <laughs> Could they think of a better <laughs> premise? Like, yeah, it, like it this is, is kind really of really highbrow. This kinda. is kind of the same premise as the Folgers commercial, the Folgers one. Remember? That's what it always reminds me of. Yeah. So Tommy is like not fucking, or not, I don't know what his name, maybe the brother's Tommy. The little boy, and he holds up a picture of him and his brother singing, which is the weirdest <laughs> fucking thing. Did you ever yeah, have yeah. to sing at like holidays? Uh, like at oh yeah, so not like at yeah. a family function, not like oh, at your yes. school function. Yes, uh, extended family uh, on the, uh, my stepdad's side at like the family get together Christmas party thing, like family reunion. It's always after New Year slash Christmas party, but it's probably like a hundred people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, they would, the older generation, uh, they would break out like these little song books and like, all right, everyone get together. We're going to sing Christmas carols. And then there's, oh yeah. You us. know what? We had the song books one year too, but it was always, it was always a, a platform for Aaron to sing. I, I posted the video of my cousin, Aaron Kelly, uh, yesterday playing it. She's super talented. It's been singing since she's like three years old. Everyone, they just were like, all right, let's all have sound books and then let's let Aaron sing for us. Cause she's talented. The rest of us yeah. cannot sing. Yeah. So yeah, I forgot they would the song books. And then, uh, the next ones down, it would, they would kind of be singing along like, Oh, this is not. And then there's us. And I'm like, I, I know you're my family and I don't have anything like I don't need to look cool in front of you, but I feel like a douche. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not saying I always I never. Did. I, was, I was I was a rabble man. I never sang. Fuck your Christmas carols. You just kind of hang in the back and uh, fuck. This now, and now the, the benefit of kids is you just use them as an excuse to get out of anything. Like, oh, sorry, uh, kids are over here. I'm going to color with them, you know, something like that. Yeah. No, I'm going to fucking eat cocktail meatballs till it's time to open presents. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm going to play with my presents. And then I'm going to go home and sleep until I get more presents. That's my no, agenda. But, it, well, this was even, I mean, I'm probably, I was at least in my 20s by then. Yeah. Same in my 20s. Did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> cocktail meatballs. 
Um, anyway, okay, I'll keep going. So they finally tie in the, how this could be Hallmark because his brother sends a card for the little brother to, to the grandparents' house. It's from my brother. He's coming. He's coming from Europe. Oh, my God. It's a Hallmark card. Then the dad goes and shows the whole family, and the dad's like, oh, I don't give a flying fuck. I'm hanging the stockings, but there's a snowstorm, and I don't think anyone's going to fucking make it. But the old ass ants and other motherfuckers make it, but they barely did. So definitely the brother ain't coming home from Europe because Europe is far the fuck away. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're all sitting around the dinner table. Still no brother. Longingly looking outside. Uh, a bunch of other kids are running to their presence. This kid don't care. He's looking for his brother because, A, he doesn't want to feel like a dick singing by himself up there. But... Guess what, kid? You're going to be a dick because yeah. the family. For the old people's amusement. Right. The family wants to hear you sing. Now we're going to play the piano and you're going to fucking dance and sing, you little bitch. So he starts singing and <laughs> it's so it's framed so poorly just so they could keep the front door in the shot. <laughs> so they cut to they cut to the parents, everyone on the couch. And oh, then yeah, you see terrific. him. You see him come through the front door and then he puts his bag down, but the fucking little boy doesn't hear the front door. Then they cut to the dad smiles and he yeah. says, he doesn't even say, she says, don't, 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 don't. And then he just joins. Yeah. He goes, I'm going to fix this kid who can't or fucking there's sing. A, there's a storm. You don't notice a draft. Hey, the door, it's holy shit. It's cold and windy in here. The, like the music sheet, the sheet music should go flying. Tree gets blown over. Yeah. Right. So then it cuts to a bunch of like, like lovingly close-ups of the grandma and grandpa, um, uh, like just like basically crying, and everyone just so happy that the little brother's here. Then a snowstorm, the Hallmark logo, uh, Hallmark logo. When you care enough to send the very best, Hallmark. <laughs> Get don't send one of those shitty fucking Target cards. Hallmark or get the <laughs> fuck out. Yeah. Uh, how, how old do you think the little kid is? Ten? Probably. All right. And so, and but uh, the guy's working in Europe, so he's probably at least mid-twenties. Mid-twenties, Graduate, yeah. good. Yeah. So there's probably a good 15-year difference, right? Yeah, he's an oopsie baby. So which one's the oopsie baby? Did I'm assuming it's the, the little one because the if he was like... I mean, it really doesn't like matter. This. I'm the middle kid and I'm the oopsie baby. Yeah, that's true. Well, that makes sense. Uh, just the way they, they... I mean, my thing, what I always got from it was uh, Tom it, it, with his just his hair and his chin and that sweater. Like, he's like the, the quintessential bad guy in every Revenge of the Nerds movie. He does. He looks like he should be on... Uh, Hans Gruber's uh, assault team on Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, doesn't yeah. he? He looks this like whole he, family. Yeah, he looks like he should be like hunting down. Um, I can't remember. That. I'm getting old, man. Yeah, he looks like he should be wearing a uh, sweater that says "Ho ho ho." Right, exactly. Now a machine gun. Yeah, and Th- this whole family, I feel it. it there's a dark secret there. There's some bad blood, and they've done some nasty shit. Just th- that grandmother's face when she like looks at them, like, "Oh my gosh," at like the two eleven, two ten, two eleven mark. Like, 
Those are the eyes that have seen horrors of war that she committed. <laughs> horrors of war that she committed? Yeah, she's a war criminal. Who's a war criminal? Uh, the grandmother. Okay, so she, she's th- thinking 60s, and this is mid-early 90s. So she would have been in the 30s. In the 60s. What war? <laughs> I don't know. Vietnam? Maybe. She just... I don't know. There's something about this whole thing. It's... I don't know. It's just because it comes they, off so pompous. They, they didn't really have a lot of stuff in Vietnam. No possessions? And, and they didn't really go to church. No religion either? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to imagine. Well, it's easy if it's you try. Funny, though. It's easy if you try, Dick. <laughs> If if you look at the comments, it's so positive. All these people, thank you for posting. It's so heartfelt and beautiful. Oh, this brings back my childhood. Oh, this is glo- and and you and I just can't help just fucking shitting all the fuck over it. But that's how I felt when I saw it as a kid. That's the beauty of it. Like that that picture that he's holding, which clearly is. I'm guessing just last year. Uh, yeah. I mean, they don't look any older, so. No, I'm gonna guess this. They're somewhere in like Greenwich. Yeah, somewhere in Connecticut for sure. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'm so mean about this, but I mean, like, I guess good for them for you know making a small fortune off of the working people's backs. <laughs> wow. I, I I don't know. Oh. It just okay. it makes me so mad. Right. It's a well, sweater, really. Calm your anger. We see. I told you right. we'd get to an hour here. I told you my <laughs> next pick would rambling, kill sometime. Rambling on incessantly. All right, here is your third pick. The new Hess Fire Truck, eight ninety nine at Hess stations. <laughs> the Hess truck's back. Happy holidays from Hess. Wow, inflation hit the Hess truck pretty bad. Uh, yeah. That thing's like yeah, what seventy there. bucks now. I, 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 I think it's thirty five, honestly. I, I think so. It's something, yeah. And I don't know where you get them anymore. I'm a captain, though. I think, I think you just get them online. Right, because Hess doesn't um, Hess gas station doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, you used to go to a gas station to buy toys. Uh, forty two ninety nine. Holy crap! Yeah. So, what year the was this from? One, the first one sold for a dollar thirty nine in nineteen sixty four. Well, yeah. This was the, yeah. This well, was the nineteen eighty nine uh, fire truck. So okay, this so eight ninety nine. You go. I'll figure out the inflation. Yeah, so probably like twenty bucks. Somewhere in there. Um. I, this was my favorite of the Hester. I'll get in the commercial and the jingle, of course. But so it was about yeah, about twenty bucks. Yeah. All right. Um, I got one. Uh, there's actually Mrs. Squeezer, still has all of hers. Um, well, yeah, I mean that it, was a Delco staple, the Hess truck. Oh my God! Yeah. Now we're gonna get hoagies and then go to Hess and buy the new Hess truck. Yeah. See, and and she. You're just gonna got keep hers. that in the box too. It's not playing with, huh? Oh yeah, she has. Well, also she was. A, I'm not. I'm not being sexist here, 
but and she would tell you um she didn't really care for getting fire trucks for christmas uh, was it always a fire truck uh no but a lot of them were yeah uh, i was uh, fire truck like I got a Hess truck once like, and I was like what the fuck am I gonna do with this thing <laughs> uh, tanker trucks and stuff like that yeah. uh, it was a ladder this, the truck 89 fire truck was great because th- so there was an 86 fire truck that I had and that was a very traditional red fire that truck always took C fucking batteries too oh my god Jesus. yes and you would always just let it sit with them in it and they would explode <laughs> and then you just had battery acid and corrosion everywhere um, well, there, so there, the those, bat, those batteries don't have acid in them. That was just corrosion. Corrosion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not a lead car battery. <laughs> um, uh, the 89 fire truck improves on the 86. 86 is like a traditional red fire truck. 89 went now there. That's when they uh, transitioned. I think it was a year before. To like the the white and green like Hess colors. Ah, uh, this is like uh, the iconic one here. Yeah, so it's the the hook and ladder fire truck, um, but and it was the first one to have sound. Uh, the '86 red one had lights, but this one had flashing lights and sirens, which is fucking great. Uh, the ladder extended, and it was also a bank that had a cool little hatch that would open up with like a valve in the back. You wouldn't really use it as a bank. It was like. This was one of the few ones early on where it was, like, a good toy. Like, if you wanted a toy fire truck, this was a good toy fire truck. Hmm. Uh, before that, it was like, oh, wow, I have a toy bank tanker truck. It's like, yeah, whatever. Uh, but what's cool is, I, and I would ruin them because I would take the rubber wheels off and ruin them. Uh, and then they they expanded on that, and it got a little more complex, more complex. And then they had... Uh, like the trailer with the race car on back. Like, oh, that's pretty cool, but it's still a truck. And then eventually they got to, like, spaceships and helicopters and jets and monster truck kind of stuff. Now they're, like, ridiculous over the top. But, I mean, you're trying to sell a toy truck, so you got to stand out. If you put out a, a toy truck every year, toy fire truck, or a, hey, here's a, here, kids, have a, a gas truck. Here's a porta potty pumper truck. Have fun. So a lot of people might not know about this, as um, it is a uh, looks like primarily an East Coast operation. Hess. Yeah. Yeah. And did you know he owned the Leon Hess on the Jets? Are the are the Jets colors green and white because of Hess, or are the Hess colors green and white because of the Jets? I did not know that. Yeah, he owned the fucking Jets. Oh, f- all right. Hang on. I Hess, gotta go find all my Hess. In 1963, Hess was part of a consortium that bought the New York Jets, which included Sonny Warblin and Philip H. Iceland. Um, the investment was a mere $250,000. Wow, they actually lost money. Yeah, he wound up buying out his partner. <laughs> Jets played in Shea Stadium until 1964 after four seasons in the Polo Grounds. 1984, Hess moved the team to Giant Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Oh, so they actually did used to play in New York. Hmm. Uh, what were they? I'm trying to find original Jets colors. Damn, he lived till 1999, Leon Hess.
All right. So by '64, when did they? When did he buy the Jets? He bought the Jets in 1963. 1963. Interest. Hmm. He didn't buy um, the Amer- uh, uh, Amarada Petroleum Corporation until 1969. Where did he get his money? Uh, not from the Jets, but has built an oil terminal in New Jersey in the Great Depression. After the Great Depression, building the first refinery in the late 1950s, he sold the company Hess Oil and Chemical in 1963 and joined a consortium to buy the New York Jets. Oh, so he did. So yes. So, so then, so then he six- bought Armada Petroleum Corporation and merged with Hess Oil and Chemical. So he bought it back. I wonder if, if so. I'm looking in '60 to '62. The Jets' colors were uh, gold with a navy stripe outlined in white. That was the pants. What I don't know what Doreen nylon is, but white twill. So they had these awful brownish jerseys. In '63, that's when they went to like the Kelly green and uh, and white. So I think. Like they went to that color, and then if he bought Hess after that, no, he bought he owned Hess before it and he sold it, and then he and after that he bought another company that uh saw that merged with Hess Oil and Company that he sold. So yeah, you know, rich people shit where they sell their company and then buy it back for less money. <laughs> okay, now I'm on the Hess logos from 1960 to 80. Hess Oil acquired, and they had, it was like a a yellow, white, and green. So, yeah, I'm assuming that, yeah, if he was, like, had that green and white logo for Hess, when he bought the Jets, they made the Jets that color. Holy shit, we just learned something on the Rad Years. Huh, learning It took seven years, years, but we did it. Yeah. Someone out there probably already knew this, but... So Speedway in 2014 bought Hess for $2.6 billion. And then 7-Eleven acquired Speedway in 2021. Oh, that's why all the Speedways are 7-Elevens now. Hmm. Due to antitrust reasons, FTC forced 7-Eleven and Marathon to divest 291 Speedway locations to third-party buyers. I don't know. There's hmm. still Hess locations in select states, including Connecticut, Squeezer. I never really used Hess, so. I don't believe I did either. The only time I ever went to a Hess was at the downtown fair to yeah. get a energy drink, and now it's a Speedway. There, There's the one uh, in uh, Emmaus by the bowling alley in uh, Yakos there. Isn't it shut down? Well, now it's a it it became a speedway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that was the only time I would really use a Hess station. I was a Shell guy. I liked Shell. Well, I'm, we were. I mean, I'm we were a, a Texaco. Texaco. Fan. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm Texaco till I fucking die. Yeah, but it's not really an option now. So, yeah. Um, now I just go with Wawa because I can get a hoagie. Hey, hey, hoagie. I go to Sheets because hey, I don't really have to cross any streets. Ah, uh, fair enough. <laughs> Yeah, but like I said, if I go to Sheets, then like you heard, they get that urge for app samplers, and I don't need any more fried food in my belly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I just, I just pay at the pump and then leave. 
No. You got to go inside and get some <laughs> Wisconsin cheese bites. Um, but yeah, and also, like, to me, nothing says, like, the Christmas season is here when you hear Christmas commercial jingles that play year after year. Mm. And that, that has mm-hmm. trucks back and it's better mm-hmm. than ever. Whether it is or not, mm-hmm. it's just fun to hear. And it's just, in the in the background, it's just one of those sounds of the season uh, that... Uh, the Hestruck sh- sounds should be played on um, Noel's uh, station on uh, on uh, Sirius XM radio, you feel it? Like? Yeah, absolutely. It is, it is a... I don't know how they ended up associating themselves with Christmas, like, in this region, but uh, good for them. They, I mean, they found a niche, because... It's not even like, oh, here's a toy truck. It became that, that collectible Christmas thing. Kind of like they had the the Christmas Barbies or the, I don't It became a tradition for many people. And once you lock people into a tradition, uh, you can make a lot of money off of them selling them toy trucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a, uh, that's a. Uh... Why where why sell toy trucks any other time than Christmas, Squeezer? Why exactly. sell something no one's gonna buy any other time than oh fuck, I need to get this asshole something for Christmas. Hess truck. <laughs> no, that's a very good point. If it were like June, it's like, hey, the Hess truck's out, guys, come and get your Hess trucks. No one's buying it. No, no one. one's buying it. Not a single it. person. But when you have a bunch of kids in a little choir going, the Hess truck's back and it's better than ever for do, Christmas do, this do, year. Do. Everyone's like, oh, I got to get the Hestruck for Christmas because I got it as a kid. So now I got to get it for my kid. And then they open it up and they go, this isn't an iPad. It's a Hestruck. Yeah, it's a Hestruck. You cheap fucking bastard. Is there an app for this? Uh, No, you you push it on, on the floor back and forth and it's got little flashing lights oh so like i can like i can bluetooth it to my phone and i can like no no there's a switch in the bottom you turn it upside down and it uh can i charge it with my usb no no it takes uh six c batteries <laughs> uh <laughs> at least six <laughs> at least and they six. sell in packs of four so you're gonna need to <laughs> yeah, buy two yeah. packs and then you have two leftovers and you'll now, forget I'm about them and you'll have my... to buy two packs again I'm talking on my ass. For all I know, like the last five years, it might be completely like like USB C you know, plug-in, USB C plug-in app-based. Dry, you can drive it all over the place for for forty bucks. It better be a real car. Sure. Well, where's the sure as hell better be a real car? Yeah. Forty-two dollars. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking. Yeah. So 2014 it was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, a space it was a truck that had a spaceship that launched out that had a little spaceship inside it hmm and a little mini spaceship then, inside in that spaceship in 2014 it was $30 ooh and it still said in stores or at hestoytruck.com Hess is that still toy Hess? truck.com that's where i go to get my hess trucks yeah. hestorytruck.com let's see oh yep still here oh yeah. this year that's where oh, i was uh... that's why i looked at the price oh okay 
Oh, it's a police rating set. So when you disagree with what your local government has to say, you <laughs> put up a stink and you fire flares at people, uh, they can uh, drive this up to your house before it explodes. Recreate the scene. That's what yes. it's all about. Reliving the horror. Okay. Uh, what else you got on the Hestrock? Any more or uh, should we move no, to no, mine? Yeah. Here is my... Next, my third Christmas commercial. You're asleep. Finally. Just gonna load this CD. They're gonna love this. Loading CD-ROM into Windows. Type device equals C colon backslash DOS. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, okay, where do I find that? Where do you find what? Type edit A colon backslash. Edit C a colon? No, edit A colon. A colon. A colon. The letter A. You do not have enough conventional memory free. There are 27 callers ahead of us. If you're looking for a multimedia computer that actually works... Maybe we got the wrong installation program. Maybe we got the wrong computer. There's really only one way to go. Save the receipt. That was a computer a commercial for Apple Macintosh back in the 90s. I mean, I'm going to get hate for this, but it's kind of like if you buy an Android for your kid and you want to set it up nowadays. <laughs> we should have got an iPhone. Was that Scott Bakula? No, that was not Scott Bakula. <laughs> oh, it sounded like Scott Bakula. No, no. He, Scott Bakula has a magnificent head of hair. This guy had none. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, so in the commercial, they're all eager. It's like the kids are asleep. He's dressed as Santa. He's got the pillow up his shirt. Mom comes over with the Santa hat, and they're like, all I got to do is put the CD-ROM in this Windows. And trust me, I know exactly. I, I didn't get off the Windows uh, teeth till 2001. But until then, I was firmly, I know my dad I tried to upgrade um, to Windows 95 and then Windows 98, and I had to do it for him both times. Uh, and it was, and I'm not saying it was easy either. Holy shit, Windows 98 was like a fucking nightmare. <laughs> and it's, it's hey, listen, it's because you're installing a piece of software that's made for every computer. And when you use a Mac... Your, the software is installed is designed directly for that computer. So there are, it's not as simple as, you know, so there's, you give up stuff with just like you do today. If you buy a Mac or Windows, you give up, you give up certain things today. No, I don't think so anymore with the Apple processors. You give up certain things today that you, um, with the freedoms you would have on a Windows computer for the ease of it just working. So like I said, best inventions, I, I was like, what's this? I, who's going to use this iPad? God, my grandmother had the iPad 2 until uh, about two months before she passed. I bought her a new iPad Air, and she loved. She's fucking loved. There was her third iPad, and she. Um, that's how she communicated with the outside world: FaceTime, email. Nice. But yeah, this computer, this commercial from the '90s. It wasn't even Steve Jobs. I don't think Steve Jobs was back by the time this commercial came out. But it's a brilliant commercial. Macintosh multimedia squeezer you can use from Apple. Hmm. That's quick. I don't have much to say about that one. So that just means you can move on to your. What is it? Fourth? 
Fourth. Fourth. Here it is. The Three Little Pigs, Little Miss Muppet, The Cat and the Fiddle. It's fun for the entire family in an unforgettable holiday classic starring your favorite funny men, Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> All your favorite nursery land characters in moments that become a part of our lives forever. The March of the Wooden Soldiers. Thursday night at 8 on Philly 57. Philly 57. I saw this promo all the fucking time between yep. Philly 57 and WPIX because they were both independent stations. Well, Philly 57 just went independent again, Squeezer. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just uh, last month, month or two ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, but it seems like they're still they're independent, but still running like CBS programming. Yeah, I don't know how it works. I just know they were. Because uh, I was trying to look, I guess they have a new newscast and stuff, but everything kind of still directs you to like CBS. So I'm not sure how. Did you ever once watch this? It was like a paper move. March of the Wooden Soldiers. Uh, it like uh, probably how like Rusty was like on in the background, mm. um, and or just out of like the fake nostalgia sake, or like it might have been like my mom, like oh let's watch it's a classic we have to watch this. And so it's on, and I'm really not paying attention. But the same, like you said, so I was going through, like, these long rips of commercials trying to find something, and I see this commercial for uh, uh, March of the um, uh, Toy Soldiers, or Babes in Toyland, how, like, the rest of the world calls it. But, and then I'm watching, I'm like, oh, I remember I saw this commercial all the time on, like, the local Philly stations, and then... The tag hits. I'm like, oh my god, this is the commercial mm-hmm. that I watched, like that one. And yeah, I, I I've seen more of it from this commercial than I have. I, if you add the number of times I've seen this commercial run, it's more than I've actually ever watched of the whole movie for mm-hmm. sure. Um, but yeah, there's always something about, and it's not just this one in particular, but like all. It, it, it same it along the same lines as like it's it's the soundtrack to Christmas. It's not just the Christmas songs, but it's also the toy jingles like Hess trucks or in this case, the ads for Christmas programming on local broadcast stations. You know, like oh Frosty's coming up next with Rudolph and stuff. It's just when you hear that, it's like uh, that warm fuzzy feeling of people selling you things. Mhm, mhm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I got so yeah. I, I'm with you on that. I that's it was uh you know, I don't have a lot because I couldn't tell you much about Babes in Toyland, but I could tell you more about yeah, Philly fifty seven and you know seventeen and oh, uh, not so much WGTW channel forty eight. <laughs> That's the only time I watched that was late at night when he's we uh, we did not have Philly fifty seven. It was only the only way you can get Philly fifty seven is we had this like old portable TV and they had to tune it in on the UHF dial. Philly fifty seven was not on Service Logic cable until the mid nineties. Squeezer. Hmm. Uh, well, I I mainly have... saw this run on WPIX New York's movie station. Well, for a w- I'm not quite sure. For a while, I had the uh, local competition. Yes, right. They might have had know, Philly 57. I don't know if they carried it. Yeah. We did um, not. But I would watch Philly 57 on because you could 
get it on the portable TV. And that's mm-hmm. how I would watch the Sonic weekly show, not the Saturday one, the weekly one, which I like better. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I still remember. I had I was fucking playing with rabbit ears. Yep, there was rabbit, uh, little rabbit ears in the back of it. Um, it was a big, obnoxious TV, just kind of messing around. I feel like, yeah. I feel like all kids should have to go through that. Make yeah. you appreciate now it more. Now you fucking pick up dad's iPad and watch. Yeah. Whatever the fuck you want. Even YouTube. There's so much. God damn it. It's not getting to that rabbit hole. Yeah. All right. Uh, is it my turn to continue? It is your turn. Here is mine next. Come on, mate. I've got a surprise for you. Look, Bernard. It's ours. Just for the holidays at McDonald's, you can get Bernard. Bianca, the famous heroes from Walt Disney Pictures' new animated feature, The Rescuers Down Under. Now in theaters everywhere. One ornament's free when you buy a $5 book of McDonald's gift certificates or $1.49 with any food purchase. Very handsome, but I prefer the real one. McDonald's was always doing these, like, giveaways or, like, give us a buck and we'll give you this crap during uh, Christmas. So was, Bur- so was Burger King a lot of the time. But it was mainly McDonald's. McDonald's did it with fucking stuffies, VHS tapes, but they did a lot of ornaments from movies. And right that if you go down and look at my Christmas tree right now, um, there is uh, Miss Bianca and Bernard Rescuers Down Under Ornaments on said tree. <coughs> Squeezer. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to say that I kept them, but my parents did not believe in paying extra money to get anything. So I did not get them, but Dinosaur Dracula gave them in one of his uh, fun packs a bunch, a handful of years ago, five years ago. So we were on the same page. If there was an extra dollar to be given away, or if you had to pay an extra dollar for any of those things. Yeah, not happening. Yeah, not happening. Um, even though it's like a lot of the VHS tapes too, that they, they the movies, it was like five dollars. That was like a steal. But mm, we're at McDonald's, and you're getting your free Happy Meal toy, and that's it. So fuck off with your add-ons. Like, not not happening with the. My mom had to unclench her asshole to pull out the nickels to pay for the money. So. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that is one thing I remember about Christmas. There's uh, there was the Ronald McDonald commercials. There were the holiday uh, food commercials, which were mainly McNuggets and McNugget dipping sauces. But there was also the eggnog milkshake and the occasional peppermint uh, sundae with the red peppermint goo on it, which I did have as a kid. My brother would get the eggnog milkshake because I was an ignorant kid and did not like eggnog, which I do love now. Oh, I still can't. Yeah, it's it's like um, it's just like thick sugar milk. <laughs> That's all it is. Uh, so um, th- those were the 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 second commercials. And the third commercials were the add-on, the, the the dollar add-ons. It was VHS tapes, Muppet stuffies, Garfield stuffies. But then there were fucking Little Mermaid um, ornaments. They were obviously uh, rescuers down under ornament. A lot of Disney tie-ins. They were, um, uh, what the fuck was that? Uh, the dog, or God, I can't think of it. Uh, Oliver and Company. They're Oliver and Company ornaments. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of fucking Disney ornaments. So they and they were all like kind of like little stuffies, somewhat. Uh, those were the third, uh, I would say, branch of McDonald's holiday 
commercials. So we, we ran the gamut almost on, on them. Not that in the past I haven't run the Holiday McNuggets or uh, uh, you go on Dino Drac, his page, he recreated the dipping sauces, um, the cranberry orange and the apple cinnamon dipping sauces from the Holiday McNuggets, which I wish they'd bring back. That sounds good. Here is your last pick, Squeezer. Huh. Coca-Cola Santa Packs, the only real holiday refreshment. Look for this display at your store. Holiday refreshments, what we bring. Unwrap a Santa Pack, it's always a real thing. Why the fuck do they not still run this commercial? There's nothing catchier I, than that. That I was ex- I no. want a Santa fucking pack right now. I know. Well, it's because they're not selling Santa packs. Bring them back. Why aren't they selling Santa packs? So I, I somewhere I was I was reading up on this. Like why? Because their current campaign they have going right now. Like I don't want to hear anyone consider like, oh well, it's Santa. Oh, it's religion. They no, because they're really pushing the Santa kindness thing right now. Like it's their gimmick. And you can go on their website, and like they're they're very heavy on the Santa again. And yeah, but, but the, you not... get the twelve pack, and it just says fucking ornaments on it. So and it's this holiday pack, which yeah. I get. There's a lot of holidays. It's not just Christmas, and I'm not religious, sure. so I do not give a flying fuck no. about. But they're still pushing the Santa thing. Um, someone pointed out, and this almost makes a little sense, where uh, Coke, like uh, a, a soda, last you got a nine month. Uh, shelf life, roughly, mm. uh, best by date, and by putting the image of Santa on it, you're almost preemptively uh... you're, you're tagging. You're you're basically it's going to be hard to sell this in March. It's going to be hard to sell Santa Coke in July when it's still perfectly good. Perfectly good. <laughs> but by the <laughs> yeah, it's still perfectly um, not. Well, their uh, website has the truck on it. Holiday Magic is coming. Yeah. Oh, they're doing like a tour. And the the big truck with the lights is back. Coca Cola yeah. Caravan. Coca Holiday Caravan. But it's got Santa on it. <laughs> yeah. So now, yeah, the twelve yeah, pack. The twelve pack has the uh, gimmicks on it, but the cans in the twelve pack don't have the gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a mass production thing. Um. And I, I feel like that I'm talking out of my ass here. I'm just uh, regurgitating what I saw uh, other people discussing that might seem a little bit smarter than no, me. No, no, that makes sense. What you say makes sense, but but it's a bottom it's a bottom line thing. Like you're you're gambling that if you don't sell all this uh, Santa Coke, uh, like by the end of Christmas, pretty much. Uh, and yeah, I mean you might be able to sell a little through January. Like oh hey, I got you know what's left of it. But yeah, come summer, even though it's perfectly viable, 
it's it's a hard sell. And like stores aren't going to want to put Santa on their shelves, um, you know, in the spring and stuff like that too. Yeah, because the the just the perception that this is an old product, right? Um, but above all else, you're right. They should even like put an asterisk at the end, put a tag at the end saying the pack the Santa packs are not coming. Or just here's it here's make them super limited a dish. Don't make so fucking many. Oh, make yeah, people want to fight for them. Yeah. Santa like packs one. are coming. There's 50 of them. <laughs> Let's yeah, see if you can get one. It, it's like uh, the um, Szechuan sauce. Right. Yeah. And then, and then then everyone's going to complain. Then they'll mass produce it and put it all out there. And everyone's going to go, oh, that wasn't that great. Yeah, exactly what happened yeah. to Szechuan sauce. But, but the commercial, visually, it's phenomenal. It's gorgeous. It's so Christmassy. And you're like, yeah. oh, well, because, sorry... Santa belongs to Coke. That Santa you know and love is just a marketing product of this company. Mm-hmm. They can do whatever the fuck they want with him. Um, he's not jolly old St. Nicholas. That Santa Claus is a Coke product. Yeah, he's fat and might lose his leg from all the Coca-Cola he's been drinking. Yeah. Um, it has nothing to do with all the cooking. And Rudolph, she kept being like, eat, Santa, eat. The secret was <laughs> she just made him drink tons of fucking Coke, full sugar. Yeah. But it, it's the song. My teeth are falling out. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> uh, uh, um, it's that song, that jingle. It's just so catchy. And it's just... it. I I think that, that whole uh, Give the World a Coke or whatever the hell that song was that everyone loves so much. I think Buy that the song world sucks. A Coke or something. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I think that sucks. Yeah. This is a harmonizing, glorious... Christmas song. This should be up there with White Christmas. Yeah, it should be. It should be. Yeah. And it's just fun. Santa Mexico. The build-up and then the harmony. Play it again. I'm playing it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell me to play it again. I already played it. Santa Mexico. Santa Mexico. Oh, yeah. It's building. It's fucking... Coming in your time. Look around, but there's only 50, so you better get equipped. <laughs> Diabetes coming. Diabetes coming. Might lose your foot. The only real holiday refreshment. Look for this display at your store. It's always a real They worked in the always a real thing. Man, was I running Coca-Cola marketing back then? Ah, uh, tie-ins are phenomenal. Great. Um. Oh no. Oh, what they do? You do like a, a blind bag. So Santa packs are coming, and the, you you only print a limited number of cans, and you got to find the Santa cans buried in the regular cases of Coke. And you could tour. Willy Wonka's factory, Santa's factory. You could tour Santa's factory if you find one. All right, so I didn't come up with this idea. (laughs) But think about it. You would have people, you would have those assholes going out there, buying case after case of Coke, just throwing it in the street to get those to then put them on eBay. Oh, I want a Santa with a Coke now, Daddy. (laughs) We'll get you one when we get home, Veruca. Don't worry. 
Violet, <laughs> your teeth are falling out. This is Santa Patrick's coming. You know, you could clean your toilet with all that extra Coke. <laughs> all right. Well, we've had fun. We have one more commercial to get through. My last commercial spot, Squeezer. Mm. And let me cue her up here and pan her up or pot her up, I should say. The holidays are coming and look what they're bringing. The new Crayola Collectible Holiday Tin. Filled with a box of 64 crayons and a one-of-a-kind ornament. March right out and get one. My uh, friends, a lot of them got these tins every year. I wanted the fucking crayon tin. So fucking bad, Squeezer. I was lucky to get an eight-pack of crayons. I never got the big 64-pack with the sharpener and all the goddamn colors. Aw. I wanted to paint the rainbow, Squeezer. I couldn't. Well, you only need like five colors. Do you remember this? These, yeah, the, I, the tin that had the 64 pack in it. Yeah. No, I, I never had the, the, the tin. Something about my mom was, uh, for some reason, yeah, I got a Super Nintendo, but they wouldn't get me a fucking $5 tin of fucking grants. <laughs> like that crossed the line. Like the Super Nintendo, you'll, we know you'll keep yourself occupied for hours with that thing, yeah. which I did. Well, they thought it was a, they didn't fall for gimmicks. They did not. I love gimmicks. They you did not gimmicks. fall for any gimmick. Um, they knew They knew that Super Nintendo was going to... Uh, it wasn't going to be like, I'll play with it that night and then throw it away and never touch it again. Like my mom knew. Like, he will shut up. We have about... Let's see, 1993, I was 11. We have about two years till he's locked in his room doing something else all night. Um, <laughs> we, need, we need something to bide our time until then. To keep him away from us. It's got him a Super Nintendo. It worked. <laughs> I was in there playing Mario, fucking Super Adventure Island for 10 minutes, then back to Mario. Then I had the Super Mario All-Stars. And, I mean, you still got, like, crayons. No, I didn't get crayons. Yeah, I got a fucking eight-pack. Of rose art crayons, not even Crayola brands. Oh, <laughs> they man. barely drew, barely drew. Why you had seizures? Most likely, that's uh, that's on you and it's Crayola or bust. It's on you, mom and dad. You I'm, almost killed me with your rose art crayons, yeah. Mrs. Well, all right, rose art might be legit, but like Mrs. Squeezer, she'll be like someone like, oh, here we got you some crayons, and they like clearly like dollar store like. Mm-hmm. Like it just says crayon, but they try to copy the Crayola print. So, like to the you know quick glance, you think it is. You you would think that she would like throw those out faster and wash their hands like they were just touching raw chicken. Well, they should. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I, as far as the coloring goes, yeah, Crayola's the best. I love, I love me some good coloring. It's all it's all about putting wax to paper. Nothing's more frustrating than like when you're like coloring and it, uh, it's a, sh- a shitty crayon. Yeah, it just barely draws uh, on the paper. Oh uh, yeah, it just it just uh there's something like just visceral inside that I just hate. Anger. That is 
is it, Squeezer. That is 10 retro commercials we scrolled through fucking YouTube for just for you people, just for you listeners. We have one show left this year. And of course, of course, it's our Christmas vacation watch along, Squeezer. I watched it twice today, once and a half times today. Oh. What, did you f- figure out what you're going to talk about, or are you uh, just going to wing it? I got a couple little things that I feel like I think are new that I noticed that we probably talked about once before that I thought was new that I noticed. So we'll see. Oh, Lee he, Lee said he completed the Little Caesars Pizza Challenge and listened to an entire <laughs> Rad Year show. Man, you've done it all. You've done it wow. all. Wow. Now you got to do the Little Nero's Challenge where you eat, get a whole cheese pizza just to yourself while you watch Home Alone. <laughs> Um, so we'll be back next week. Watch along with us. You, you want to hit the live show. Let's commit Wednesday, 1030. Uh, do we have anything? We do. Um, but I don't, uh, let's say 1045 because you know, you never know how late these things fucking go. Yeah. And we'll start at 11. We'll start at 11. Yeah. And that's, um, Math it for me. 18, yeah. 19, 20. We have Emmaus at Easton Wrestling. That should be pretty, I would say, not too long. Oh, yeah. My word? I think I put in for it. Yeah, I hope so. There's not much else going on after that. Yes. So, um, oh, okay. We will. Yeah, we, oh, by 10 30, I think we should. Yeah, 10 30, we should be good. We'll try to be at 10 30. Uh, we'll get it queued up we'll come in we'll talk about some nonsense we'll we'll get it going right away so you can watch it live with us or the next day just queue us up and watch the movie along with us because it's always a good time the more people in the chat the more fun it is more people more fun all right, we uh, will be back next week with that next Wednesday Uh, and that'll be our last show for the year Um, but then there's always next year fuck it's gonna be 2024 yeah we're running out of music so let's wrap it up All right, I'm Mark A. And I'm Squeezer. Bye, everybody. Bye. See you later.